Hi, it's Sam here, and welcome back to the adventures of Lola Badiola. In the previous episode, we met J.J. Thompson, Lola's new boss. Now, we're going to meet some more interesting characters who will be working with Lola at J-Block. We will also cover some common expressions, phrasal verbs, and advanced vocabulary that are used in the text. So, without any further delay, let's go back to the story. The Adventures of Lola Badiola Chapter 5 The Apple It was 8.45am and J.J. Thompson was sitting at his desk trying to write a mission statement that truly expressed the purpose of his company. He wanted to demonstrate its core values to all the stakeholders, but he found it impossible to summarize everything in one inspirational sentence. He had written more than 25 versions of the same idea, but none of them worked to his satisfaction. He threw down his pencil in frustration and looked at the team he had assembled over the last six months. Up until that moment, his primary concern had been human resources. The success of the company depended on the success of the people. But like many startups, there was little cash to pay the employees. So, to attract talent and get their long-term commitment, he had offered everyone share ownership. He wanted his team to feel like they were part of something special, like they were changing the world for the better. This sense of purpose was reflected in the environment in which they worked. JJ had invested a lot of money in the interior design of his offices. The objective was to bring the outside world inside the building. The rooms were filled with natural woods, plants and flowers, and subtle but exotic aromas. There was a central meeting area with an artificial waterfall and a vast ceiling light that mirrored the changing colours of the sky. All the items of furniture combined form and function and were made of sustainable materials. He wanted to lift the spirits of everyone who walked into the office, be it an employee, a client or a pizza delivery boy. Nobody expected the company to generate profits or even revenues overnight but J.J. was eager to win their first big contract as soon as possible. They had been operating in a marketing vacuum for some time. Consequently, he was thrilled to have Lola on board and expected her to hit the ground running. J.J., do you have a second? His train of thought was interrupted by the voice of Cayetana Tolosa. Sure. Cayetano was the salesman who would be reporting to Lola. Despite his lack of direct experience in the cybersecurity sector, he was very well connected, plugged in, as they say in Spain, and could open doors to some of the biggest accounts in Europe. JJ was well aware of the subtle but significant differences in business culture between his native and adopted countries. It was not just an empty cliché to say that trust in Latin cultures was built through personal relationships. In his years of doing business in Spain, he had learned to adapt, 
to spend more time talking about the families of his business associates, to enjoy coffee breaks and long lunches, not as a way of avoiding work, but as a way of building confidence and credibility. He understood that if he wanted to succeed in Spain, he would need salespeople who were not only highly competent, but also well-connected. Cayetano walked into JJ's office, half-eaten apple in hand, and sat down on one of the smart ocean office chairs. He was an archetypal salesman, supremely self-confident and smooth as butter on a hot summer's day. He was clean-shaven, hair gelled back, sleeves rolled up to reveal his tanned and toned forearms. He could have been a male model if only he'd been 30 centimetres taller. When is the new commercial director arriving? he asked. Any time now. Great. Cayetano leaned back in the chair, crossed his legs, and took a small bite of his apple. I have a question about her. Yeah? Why did she get fired from her last company? JJ was startled by the question. As far as he was concerned, Lola had resigned from Texpania following the acceptance of the offer from J-Block. She wasn't fired, he replied. She quit. Oh, Cayetano chewed quietly on his apple. I heard a different story. One of the administrative assistants interrupted the conversation to inform them that Lola had just arrived at the office. JJ closed his laptop, stood up and looked down at Cayetano. Well, you heard the wrong story, he said. Then he walked quickly to the entrance to greet the new arrival. Cayetano spun around in the revolving chair, then threw the remains of his apple into JJ's rubbish bin. What is Cayetano Tolosa doing here? It seems like the office politics have already started, even before Lola has arrived at J-Block. Have you heard the expression office politics before? It's when somebody has a hidden agenda to advance themselves, normally at the expense of the other people in their team. It involves gossip, rumor, talking behind people's backs. Have you ever experienced office politics? You probably have because it exists in almost every corporate environment. Over the next few episodes, we are going to find out how Lola deals with the office politics in her company. But right now, let's go back to the beginning of the chapter and the very first sentence. Listen to this again. It was 8.45 a.m., and J.J. Thompson was sitting at his desk trying to write a mission statement that truly expressed the purpose of his company. What is the point of a mission statement? Do you know the mission statement of your company? Well, a mission statement is intended to explain the purpose of the company. What is it that the company does right now? It's also meant to communicate a sense of the company's core values. And that is a subject that we discussed in the last episode. 
A mission statement is directed at the employees of the company, the management of the company, and the clients of the company. It is meant to inspire the employees. It is meant to focus the minds of the leadership team. And it is meant to connect the company with the consumers at a deeper level. Mission statements are meant to do all this in just one or two sentences, which makes them very difficult to write, as J.J. Thompson is finding out. I think what would be helpful is if we looked at, we analysed, some really effective mission statements. Then we can understand what makes a great mission statement and how to write them. So I have chosen three, and we're going to play a little game. I'm going to read the mission statement to you, and you are going to guess the company. Even if you've never heard the mission statement before, there is a chance that you will recognize the company within the mission statement. Okay, here's the first one. Are you ready? Listen carefully. To inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. I'll give you three seconds to think about it. Okay, the clue is the one cup, one neighborhood. Did you get it? It is, of course, Starbucks. To inspire and nurture the human spirit. One person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time. That is a fabulous mission statement. And it does exactly what it's intended to do. It inspires the employees. It focuses the mind of the leadership team. And it connects with Starbucks consumers. Okay, here is your second mission statement. Listen carefully and see if you can guess which company this is. To help women everywhere develop a positive relationship with the way they look, helping them raise their self-esteem and realize their full potential. I'll give you three seconds to think about it. It is not a cosmetics company because we are talking about women developing a positive relationship with the way that they look, developing their self-esteem. It is, of course, Dove. And when we cover these topics in Club Grattan, our online business English platform, there is always at least one woman in the class who immediately recognizes this mission statement as belonging to the company Dove, even if they've never heard the mission statement before, they get it. And that is the power of a really well-written mission statement. So well done, Dove. We really believe in you. Okay, here's one for the boys. Are you ready? Listen carefully. More than building machines, we stand for the timeless pursuit of adventure. Freedom for the soul. 
I'll give you three seconds to think about it. Okay, it might help if I read it in my best American accent. Okay, here we go. More than building machines, we stand for the timeless pursuit of adventure. Freedom for the soul. It's not a car company. It's a motorbike company. Have you got it? It can only be Harley Davidson. So there you go. Three examples of effective mission statements. They all demonstrate the purpose and the values of the company to the employees and the customers. Now let's get back to the story. So J.J. Thompson is struggling to write this mission statement. Have a listen to this sentence again. He wanted to demonstrate its core values to all the stakeholders. Who are the stakeholders? Well, first let's define the word stakeholder. It is literally someone who holds a stake in the company. S-T-A-K-E. So what is a stake? Well, in a general term, a stake is when you have a personal interest or involvement in something. Normally, it's financial. So when you bet at the gambling tables of Las Vegas, you put down your stake onto the roulette wheel. This is the amount of money that you are willing to lose in the hope of gaining something. It is your personal interest in an uncertain outcome. So when the stakes are high, you are betting a lot of money. You are taking a lot of risk. You have a high degree of personal involvement in the game, in the company, in the competition, whatever it is. So when we talk about stakeholders of a company, it is anyone who has a personal interest in the success of the business. Anyone who will lose if the business fails and gain if the business succeeds. And it doesn't just include shareholders or bondholders. It doesn't just include employees, management, suppliers. It also includes the community, the local and regional government, and any other business who has an indirect connection to the company. These are the stakeholders, and J.J. Thompson wishes to communicate to all of them in an effective way. And that is why he is spending a lot of time thinking about his mission statement. Let's analyze some more common expressions. Listen to this sentence again. They had been operating in a marketing vacuum for some time. Consequently, he was thrilled to have Lola on board and expected her to hit the ground running. Operating in a marketing vacuum. Existing in a vacuum. Well, if something exists or happens in a vacuum, it operates in total isolation. It has no interaction with other people, places or actions. And when we use this expression in a business context, it almost always has a negative connotation. 
We can't operate our business in a vacuum. JBlock can't exist in a marketing vacuum. It needs interaction with other elements. So that expression was quite simple. The next one is a little bit more complex. To hit the ground running. Well, this means to operate at full speed as soon as you start something. There is no build-up. There is no acceleration. As soon as you arrive, you are moving forwards at full speed. Now, we're not sure of the origin of this expression, but some people believe that it started in the Second World War, when troops were moved into battle. As soon as they got off the automobile, or the train, or even the plane, as they landed on the ground, they had to already be running so that they didn't get shot, so that they could get into position. So it makes sense, right? It's a very popular expression in business, particularly when you refer to employing somebody with the relevant experience. What you're saying is, this person needs to be productive as soon as they arrive. No need for training, no need for preparation. They need to hit the ground running. And this is J.J. Thompson's attitude towards Lola Badiola. He expects her to produce immediate results. After all, she is a rainmaker, right? Okay, finally, let's turn to this character, this new character in our story, Cayetano Tolosa. He is the salesman who will be reporting directly to Lola. What is his background? What is his story? Let's have another listen. Despite his lack of direct experience in the cybersecurity sector, he was very well connected, plugged in, as they say in Spain, and could open doors to some of the biggest accounts in Europe. Well connected. This is an expression we use for someone who has important or influential relatives or friends. It's quite a simple, self-explanatory expression. Are you well-connected? Is it important to be well-connected in your industry? Are connections more important in some business cultures than others? For example, in Latin versus Anglo-Saxon business cultures. These are interesting and potentially controversial questions, which will be explored during subsequent podcasts. But right now, we have reached the end of this session. We've discussed mission statements, stakeholders, and we've covered some really cool common expressions. Make sure you join us for the next podcast. You can find out what happens on Lola's first day at work as we continue to entertain you to a leadership level of business English. Until then, keep practicing and try to avoid any office politics in your department.